Hey everyone, welcome to Health Addicts. Before we get started though, remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I'm not your doctor. So if you have questions about the information and content on this show, ask your doctor, okay? Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the Health Addict Show. I'm your host, Tommy J, and it's good to be back. Uh, I got a fun episode for you today. We're going to go over some stuff in the news, and then, uh, you know, it's 4th of July weekend, so got to talk about some stuff for 4th of July, you know? It's got to have something involved with it a little bit. So, for us in the United States, happy Independence Day weekend. Oh, my gosh, what a crazy country. <laughs> you would never, especially right now, just everything that's happening. It's just crazy to even think about. Um, so we'll just go over some couple stuff. Uh, one of the first things in the news that I, it's kind of a big deal. Um, there has been an increase of heart attack, stroke, and diabetes related deaths in America. Now understand this, um, with heart attack, stroke, and diabetes, um, a lot of those are kind of intertwined and related and they're kind of more of a preventable disease process for most people. Now, some people might have some predisposed disposition that cause them to have a higher risk for these disease and pathologies, but for the most part, if you have a good diet, you exercise regularly, and you're not abusing drugs or anything else, most people won't have a heart attack stroke or have diabetes-related illness, unless you're type one diabetic, so, it's kind of a preventable disease in the most. So when I say a large spike, there, I mean, we're seeing a spike that we normally wouldn't see because most people, especially during this COVID phase, would actually go seek medical attention because heart attack, stroke, and diabetes, especially type two, these are more preventable disease processes. If you're having a healthy lifestyle, getting up, walking, exercising, eating healthy foods, making great dietary choices, and not living a sedentary lifestyle and abusing drugs and alcohol, you really shouldn't have strokes or heart attacks. And if you do this normally too, you wouldn't have type two diabetes. I mean, type one, you cannot really choose to have that. If your pancreas isn't performing optimally, that's its own fault to begin with at the early stages, but late onset diabetes type two, it's kind of self-promoted. So when I say that most of these things are, you could treat them normally, it's kind of that situation. But we're seeing this spike now because people aren't going and getting treated when they start becoming symptomatic. And what I mean by that is when their blood pressure is getting out of control, they start seeing some edema, leg swelling, other areas are holding fluid that they shouldn't be holding, especially in people with cardiomyopathy or congestive heart failure, or in people diabetics that their sugar's out of control, they're not going and seeking the attention that they're supposed to. So we're having these people coming in super sick instead of in the kind of maybe acute stage where they're having some issues and just need to get a balance check. We're having these people that are coming in with really late stages in their disease processes and it's harder to treat them and most of the time it's not a good situation. So what we're seeing is people aren't getting the medical attention that they need because they're either afraid to go out, they're not wanting to go to the ER, especially if they're afraid of catching COVID, or Honestly, some of the facilities that they normally would go to, it's harder to get treated and seen. A lot of people are doing telemedicine or they're making it harder to get an appointment. So it's really slowing down our ability to treat patients as we normally would. 
So my advice to most people that are having problems, especially if they're diabetic, make sure you're talking with your doctor and communicating your issues if you're having problems controlling your sugar and sticking to the diet plan you're supposed to be on. This goes along with the CHF for cardiomyopathic patients or people that are high risk for stroke with hypertension. Make sure you're taking your medications, making sure that you're getting your refills and making sure that you're communicating to your physicians that you're having problems. Also in the news, you gotta be kidding me, there is another type of swine flu that has just been emerging in China. Now, is it spreading? Not really yet. They just kind of discovered it's the G4 strain of swine flu that's, I mean swine flu meaning pigs, kind of close to the one we saw with H1N1 in 2009, is on that same level. So. Not that we're seeing spikes, not that we're seeing people getting infected, but it's something to look at because we can't be battling two different viruses on the playing field. It's gonna be really hard to treat and secure our populations if we're fighting both ends of the spectrum with flu vaccines. Now, with everybody celebrating the 4th of July, one thing we all love to see is fireworks, but, we gotta watch how we're lighting these fireworks, especially the ones we light at home. It's not such a big deal when we go out and see them at another place or if like the city is putting them on, cause you're at a safe distance. Usually, I would say that. I remember one time when I was little, they set off some fireworks and they actually were too close to the ground next to the other ones and just started exploding the entire set that they had to ignite that night. So what was supposed to be a half hour show turned into a five minute show. Pretty funny, but nobody got hurt. Everyone got out safely, but definitely was a scary situation for people that are right up front. But for people lighting fireworks at home, they don't realize there's a lot of heavy metals that are in the fireworks. And being up close, they're vaporizing this metal into an inhalation form, meaning you're breathing it in. And lead, phosphorus, magnesium, copper, these aren't things that are supposed to be in your lungs. And you're getting these at high volumes, talking about 40,000 parts per million that you're never gonna normally see. So they can be very harsh lung irritants. Meaning when you're lighting these fireworks, make sure you're at a safe distance away from them. Make sure that you're not downwind and breathing in all this powder. And three, make sure everyone else around you is safe because you shouldn't be right next to them. There's a lot of people, I know some people think it's common sense, but a lot of people sit right next to these fireworks as they're going off, especially if they're putting on a show for their friends or their neighbors. You need to be at a safe distance. Or, if you really wanna get crazy with it, wear respirators, especially the ones that block out fumes. You need to get away from breathing this stuff in. It's not good for your lungs. It can lead to a lot of conditions down the road. Now, with the 4th of July coming up, Everybody's gonna wanna celebrate, and that's it's what we're supposed to do. It's the 4th of July. We wanna celebrate our country, because as many people might disagree, it's a pretty cool country. We have a lot of freedoms and liberties, and you pretty much can be whatever you wanna be in this country. But we need to still think about this in a rational state, because there is a virus that is out there, and we have to stop the spread of it. Now, a lot of states are closing back down because there's been recent spikes, including mine. We've even took back a level because, which means we're not open for bars or any restaurants inside dining in. So we need to continue to work on making sure we don't spread the virus, especially when we're gonna be celebrating this weekend. So one of the first things we can do, and I say this really desperately, wear your masks. Folks, come on. 
I know it's tricky to actually catch the virus. And it's a very dense virus. It, you can't really catch it with, if you're within six feet of somebody. But you're not realizing something. If we all wear masks, we're definitely stopping the prevention of this virus from spreading. So that includes coughing, sneezing, talking, yelling, screaming, having a good time. Especially if you're indoors somewhere, wear your mask. You're not just protecting yourself, you're protecting others, which is what's important. You have the right to say, I don't need the mask to be infected, but you don't have the right to get someone else sick. Especially these people that are immunocompromised or on immunocompromised medications or just our elderly or young population. We need to be safe. Wear your mask. Secondly, if you're partying outside, still keep your social distance. I mean, yeah, you're outside, the wind's taking the virus, you're not as likely to catch it as you would be indoors, but kind of still social distance. Don't share stuff, don't share your sunscreen, don't share bug spray, don't share drinks. You need to be careful. We're at a great point. We're actually decreasing most places, I mean, except for Texas and Florida and some other states, but for the most part, we're actually decreasing the amount of deaths to COVID. So stop spreading it by sharing all your stuff. And finally, I know you wanna get in these large crowds because you're celebrating on the beaches. This isn't a good idea. I mean, yeah, you wanna have a party and I'm not gonna say that there's a right or wrong way to have a party with your friends, but these large crowds that have been accumulating, especially if you look at um, with these protests, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the protests. Everyone has the right and it should be done because there is obviously a reason for these protests. And that's another topic with the Black Lives Matter movement, but we're having a lot of people in close contact and this isn't good. We need to at least still keep our distance. So all I'm asking is just try to keep your distance, okay? Don't share things. Keep wearing your masks if you're indoors, especially if you're going into bars and restaurants that are still open. Make sure you're helping us, okay? Because we're all in this together and the quicker we nip this now, the less we're gonna have to deal with this down the road. All right, off the soapbox. Let's talk about a health topic. I kind of talked about it before, but I just kind of quick reminder because it's 4th of July weekend. Everybody's gonna be at the lake and celebrating. So let's talk about drowning. So. Everybody's gonna be going to the beach. Everyone wants to be on the lake. They're gonna be on boats. They're gonna be celebrating. Cause I mean, it's gonna be warm here. I don't know about everyone else, but it's gonna be some nice weather. The important thing to remember is make sure you have your personal floating devices. Make sure they're the proper weights. Make sure they're the proper sizes, okay? Especially with children. We're talking about one in five children die from drowning. And it's an unintentional death. It's the second largest unintentional death for children. In some areas, it's 40% because of tides and winds and waves and everything else, especially near the ocean. So make sure you have those proper devices for children because drowning happens really fast. Talk about getting water into the lungs. The lungs have a bronchial spasm. They try to close off to make sure water doesn't get in there because you can't have oxygen getting in and carbon dioxide getting out. The ventilation that we normally do in oxygenation, if water is covering all those little, little lung cells, alveoli. So make sure you have proper flowing devices because in drowning it happens fast within two to three minutes you're unconscious and between 12 minutes of water submersion i mean it's almost death now people have been known to survive especially with cardio resuscitation and getting help in effective emergency situations quickly but the odds aren't in your favor when these things happen so make sure if it does happen 
get the person out of the water quickly, get the water out of the lungs if you can. If you don't have a pulse, make sure you start CPR and call 911 immediately because there's still something called dry drowning too. So if you get water into your lungs, and this can lead to pneumonia as well, but you're having all this barrier across your lung that doesn't allow for cellular respiration because oxygen isn't getting in, you're not getting carbon dioxide out as well, so ventilation isn't happening. And you might not notice it right away because the person's in shock or not breathing as well, but eventually down the road, it can lead to other issues. So again, get the person out of the water, make sure you call 911, make sure you get the water and open their airways, and if you don't feel a pulse within five to 10 seconds, start CPR. These are life-saving measures. And if you don't know how to do CPR, I put up videos everywhere else to how to do it. Look for it, okay? You can save someone's life. All right, folks, that's it. That's all I have for the show today. Just want to talk about some topics with you for the 4th of July. Um, everybody stay addicted to your health. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe. Help us combat COVID. And I will see you next time.